Welcome to the Heal Ministry Podcast, where we believe that God heals us in the way that brings Him the most glory and draws us closest to Him. Whether you've received healing, you're in the fight of your life, or you gave up on God a long time ago, you are welcome here. As you come to the table, listen with an open mind, knowing everyone's journey is unique and God's goodness truly can be found amidst our physical suffering. Hey there, I just want to reiterate what I said in the introduction, which is that no matter where you are today, no matter what your walk looks like with God, or if there even is one, I am glad that you are here. My name is Tara bradham Denai. I am the host of the Heal Ministry Podcast, and it is my joy to introduce you guys to someone who I think has an incredible story to tell today. Dr. Richard Tran is someone who I met a while back, who was recommended by a previous podcast guest. And when we first talked on the phone, it just seemed a little bit odd. And I've talked to him about this since then. And you'll understand why after you listen to today's episode, because he was actually dealing with some fallout of a huge mountain biking accident and the medicine that he was on. And so with that, he then when we talked this time, he was a completely different person and praise God for the fact that he has been able to find a healthier life moving forward and that he has been recovering. He's still recovering from this huge accident, but that there is just so much healing that has happened. So in addition to that, Dr. Tran actually became a Christian within the past few years. And so I think a lot of us who have been walking with Jesus maybe for a while can become complacent. We can just take some things for granted. And Dr. Tran does not do that in any way, shape or form. I think the freshness of his faith and his passion and his just his gusto for God is absolutely beautiful. And I pray that God just multiplies that in his life as he continues to grow deeper and deeper with the Lord. But first off, welcome to our brother in Christ. And then I think that you're going to really enjoy his testimony today of God testing his faith. Or in his own words, he says it took a pandemic and a horrific accident to firmly plant him in Christ. So here's his story. Please welcome Dr. Richard Tran. Dr. Tran, I am thrilled to talk to you. I feel like I use that word thrilled a lot, but I really am because your story is incredible. I have so enjoyed getting to know you over the past couple months and getting to circle back around to talking to you today is making me really, really happy. So I'm excited for people to hear your story. So welcome to the Heal Podcast. Thank you so much, Tara. It's a pleasure to be here. And I hope that the words that I have to pass on is something that will really help people to forward their life along yeah. with Christ. Absolutely. So we were finding out this morning that you're my sister-in-law's chiropractor. Yeah. But other than that, tell some people a little bit about you. They have no idea where you're coming from or who you are. Give us a little snippet snapshot about you. Yeah, well, I grew up in Colorado. I'm Vietnamese. And, uh, you know, my parents were really people from uh, war-torn Vietnam. So mm -hmm. My dad was really a, a hero of mine because of how hard he worked. He didn't know English very well. He was chosen among different dentists to go back to dental school and have to relearn all of that. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to becoming one of the pioneering dentists in the Vietnamese community. So wow. such a hard worker, 
and yeah. so driven. And, and I think of that a lot of my, my nature really comes from, from my parents. I always considered myself to be a harder work, hard worker and with pursuing chiropractic and meeting my wife, we ended up practicing together, but we always so cool. really want to practice from the heart. Yeah. And I live in Bellingham. We've lived here since 2010. Uh, we've got two kids and two dogs. So, and a turtle. Yeah, and some turtles. Two turtles. Two. Two turtles. <laughs> what kind of turtles are they? I don't know, actually. So one's as big and one's small. <laughs> All right. Do they have names, big and small? Tenor and bass. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And the That's dogs great. are Goji and Barry. So there's oh, some type of. I love that. <laughs> Okay, so Richard, will you take us through the story that brought us into connection and start, I guess, with the accident? Let's start there and then we'll kind of get into your testimony with God and weave it all together. But tell us about this craziness that happened pretty recently. Well, I want to give a little bit of a background beforehand because it adds to the, the context of the story. Yeah. See, um, I am still, I mean, I guess I would still call myself a newer Christian because mm-hmm. 2000, December 2022 was when I claimed my life to, to Christ. And yeah. it's led me to different places. And one of the things that I got the privilege to even watch was a series called... Uh, 2021, Testament. right? Sorry to interrupt. It was, um, yeah, 2021. I'm sorry. Okay, I just, because that yeah. would have been a few months ago. And I was like, yes, we talked yes. before then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, December 2021. But yeah, I watched a series called The Test of Faith by a guy named Bruce Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talked a lot about how Christ tests us in the same way that Jesus was tested in mm-hmm. order to really uh, test our faith and, and our place with him. And I learned so much through the series, but it kind of l- led as a background to this accident. You see, I was learning how to ride a mountain bike and mm-hmm. through these crazy trails in Bellingham called the Galbraith Trails. One particular trail was called the Cedar Dust Trails. And this is kind of a place where people all around the world will go to mountain bike, but still my first time doing it. And mm-hmm. I'm going up with my son. I really want to spend time with him and a bunch of different fathers and their sons as well, too. So I'm kind of the novice of the group, right? Mm-hmm. But I've been working all along with a pretty decent bike and and trying to ride these different obstacles. And uh, I end up on what they call the cedar dust trails and then going along this bike path that had a bridge on it. And the bridge, you would say it's about, let's just say it's about six feet wide. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good on this thing. I've been practicing. There's, uh, you know, on going on these things, but and I have I have a background in martial arts, mm-hmm. um, and so I so does my really... husband, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing about martial arts that we learned was about the dominance factors and how you have a dominant eye. So I mm-hmm. kept my dominant eye along certain part of the trail in order to stay balanced on that bridge. Well, so, suddenly that that bridge went from six feet to three feet, and it started up this descent and 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 this bridge where I was really nervous because it's like, wow, I don't know if I can be able to do this. And I also didn't see the detour that I could have taken on the side, Mm. you know, but I was just so focused that I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have another choice. 
So yeah. as I'm going through the bridge, I end up losing momentum. I end up going over that part of the bridge and end up crashing down to hit my head. That force was traversed. It went to my thoracic spine and basically caused a compression fracture to the middle of my back, along with fracturing six ribs or three ribs on the top vertebra and puncturing my lung. Mm. And I didn't know that at the time, of course, but yeah. in that moment, you know, the first thing that came to me was, was calling out. And the first person I called out to naturally was my friend, Andy. I thought that maybe he could be able to hear me and come back, but he, he couldn't. And the next person I called out to was God. And in that moment, within five minutes, my friend Andy actually came back. Yeah. And, um, out of the trail came a paramedic who happened to be riding through. Oh my gosh. He assessed me for a concussion. So you, you're a chiropractor, so you're like sitting yeah. there. Are you trying not to move thinking, man, I don't know what I just did? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I was thinking about all the different things in my head being a chiropractor at the time, but really I kind of felt silent, hmm. you know, like I shouldn't speak, you know, when you're yeah. in that much damage and you're not, not knowing what's going on, you'd really rather not think, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, and, for sure. But uh, the paramedic came and, and he was assessing me. And then out of the woodwork came this woman who she was walking her dogs and she got a hold of my bike you know, hmm. and was, she was willing to take it down to her, her place. So yeah. the paramedic assessed me and thought that I could have concussion. Mm -hmm. And so he was saying, you know, just try to try to see if you can get off the trail. And my, my friend Andy knew the trail pretty well. He said that we'll have to walk about a hundred yards to get to the kiosk. And then we can call the, maybe we can call the fire department from there. Mm -hmm. You know, the funny thing was that from that time, as they were assessing me, I, I, I knew in a way that I was being tested, hmm. you know, that God was, was, was holding me. Just in, in your gut and just a feeling that you had, you know, I think it's just because I was so into that series that I knew mm -hmm. in my, I knew that this was, this was one of those tests hmm. yeah, and that in falling silent, that he would be able to, to take me through. Hmm. So I proceeded to walk. And as I was going through the hundred yards, I started to realize I really wasn't feeling much pain, hmm. you know, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like really bad. You can't move. I was like a four. Which is really interesting considering the damage you just told us you sustained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I could hear the cracking in my neck. You know, as, as I would start to move it and I did start to put on my chiropractor hat and do these cross crawl exercises to get my neurology working right. Hmm. But I could feel the kind of the sandpaper like feeling as, yeah. as I was turning my neck. But not a good also, sign. Yeah. <laughs> but then I could also feel this, this strength that was pulling me through. So hmm. we ended up making it to the kiosk and my my friend says, well, I think maybe we should call the fire department, maybe get a helicopter to helicopter you out of here. And I'm like, yeah, my ego is saying, I don't want to pay for something like this. <laughs> but then, yeah. but then, you know, I, I think another part of me was just curious on the idea that let's see how far this goes. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like God was giving you strength, right? Yeah. 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 
and just like see if he can test test my faith in him Hmm. to be able to help me see this through yeah so i i said to my friend no let's just see how far we can go here so Hmm. you know we end up going from you know the cedar dust trails to the kiosk going down the trail and hiking basically for about an hour all the way down to the Alvarado road and along the way the only thing that my friend was doing was holding me by the strap you know by belt strap behind me to make sure that I wouldn't lose my balance mm-hmm. as we were going through I felt more strength I felt the ability to to talk with him he assessed me for a concussion by giving me a memory test and I passed and it was hmm. just it was just amazing that I I made it through even managed to make it to online church afterwards <laughs> you know wow yeah eventually they told me I should go into the hospital I went in it's so funny because usually the ER room is pretty full but it just happened to be empty that day and hmm. uh I got in right away they assessed me they took the CT and that's when they found out they were shocked at the fact that I could even walk in because, yeah. you know, that T3 area is your upper back and, you know, you could basically be at least paraplegic mm-hmm. if, if, if that vertebra were pushing into the spinal cord. Well, we have actually interviewed another guest on this show who had a mountain back biking accident that caused him to be a paraplegic. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is crazy. I don't know if anyone has told you this, but it's interesting how you're very open about being a new Christian, but I feel like you just had a gift of faith in this instance because and I think that's beautiful because I feel like some people who have walked with God a long time wouldn't have had the dependence on him that you had in that moment. They would have just, I mean, I think I might have just been in like trauma response, like, <laughs> you know, and even, okay, well, I'll give you an example. Like when I was pregnant a few months ago and I was in the third trimester and I fainted. It was hot outside. We were trying to take pictures and I had never fainted before and yeah. we didn't know what was going on. Well, then my husband's uncle comes out and his first response is to pray. And my husband are like, oh yeah, right? Like, you know, it's just like, that's great. Yes, we should do that. So I just think it's really beautiful. It, it was like a gift, this this whole experience. What a testimony. Yeah, it really was. And the whole thing from getting on board with that and getting the surgery to even the recovery process, I felt like it was God holding me in place. I felt and there was such a euphoric feeling. I mean, because I'm like, wow, God must think I'm pretty special, <laughs> you know? Yeah. To to uh, to to be able to 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 get through this the way that I did, because I I would say that within maybe three weeks or so, I was starting to walk again and walking my dogs around, you know, our neighborhood, getting the distance increased more and more and more, and I'm like, wow, this is great. And I attributed it to him. But I think that also in that, I think that God also humbled me. Hmm. Because with everything that was happening in such rapid progress, he knew that there were things that needed to be done with the healing. I mean, typically an injury like this takes about three months to recover from. Mm -hmm. If even that, you know, in in the... Complete recovery takes even longer, up to like two years, right? Yeah. But then here I am three months thinking that I'm on cloud nine. I'm going to be back and working full time in a month. But God knew that there was something going on in me that needed to be addressed. 
And Mm -hmm. even despite the doctors, the doctors saw me doing all these great things and they're like, hey, you're ready for PT. But Mm -hmm. God saw that on the inside that there was something happening that the doctors were missing. So on the the night, the evening of my examination, uh, coming home, you know, recovered and everything. And this is after having the spinal surgery. I end up laying on this harder surface and out from my sutures in my back came some pus that came out. Hmm. And that pus over time became uh, infected. And it resulted in me a week later, you know, this is about three weeks after, but a week later uh, going back into the hospital for a second mm-hmm. surgery. But I think that God really needed me to be able to go through that because there was something that was not being addressed. Mm-hmm. He used that instance to even bring me closer to him. Yeah. I don't know if you know my story, but there was something inside my arm that doctors also missed until a chiropractor was doing muscle testing and stuff. And he was like, there's still something very, very wrong. And oops, they went in a third time and your bicep is degenerating. So mm-hmm. our stories have interesting parallels in there. And that's the the crazy thing about trusting God with our bodies is like, but he, he knew all along, right? Mm-hmm. And what grace that he led both of us to finding that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. So I know that you come from a background previous to becoming a Christian with Buddhism. So what do you think in your story is different now that you are in Christ versus how you maybe would have handled this before? That's a good one. A friend of mine really uh, said this recently. He's a a Christian and I believe it to be true. And in different religions, we tend to have feel we have to be worthy to work ourselves up to something. Mm-hmm. You know? And Buddhism kind of in that way is the same way. You rely on your on you know the teachings that you're being given and and you learn to in a sense rely on your yourself through that journey. Mm-hmm. And that's my understanding of it. With with Christ, I think that it's it's the opposite. Like Christ mm-hmm. came down, you know, and, and died for us to be able to help us to already be worthy of that. And asking for his help, you know, on that mountain was probably a, a different way of really looking at that yeah. than actually, let's say, a Buddhist way of, of just tuning into the being that I am to get me through. Mm. I think relying on Christ really gave me that strength and I could feel that experience. Yeah, absolutely. I heard someone say recently, and I'm curious because I do not have a Buddhism background. They said that Buddhism is more about emptying yourself and your mind, whereas Christianity is more about letting your mind be filled like with the new creation and with God's truth. Do you resonate with that or no? Somewhat. I think the emptying of the mind is one thing because we're trying to, to you know, we're, we're not letting the mind run rampant with us. Mm-hmm. And we learn to tune in through Buddhism. We learn to tune mm-hmm. in to, to who we, you know, the being that we are. But then I think with Christianity, it's like tuning into God, you yeah. know, is, is quite a bit different in my mm-hmm. experience than, let's say, tuning into myself or, or my being. Yeah. 
Well, we'll get into a little bit about how you are connecting with God, because I think that's pretty cool, too. But first, I know you wanted to share and tell us a little bit more. I kind of took us on a rabbit trail. Go back to the recovery, what happened in the recovery process. Well, in, in the recovery, I ended up getting that second surgery. They did manage to get the infection under control. But they also said that in order to keep things in control, they would have to put me on antibiotics for that three-month period of time. Mm. They wanted to really control everything. And there was a combination of two different antibiotics. And I'm, I'm not even one to really take drugs of any kind. I just took my first antibiotic in over seven years for an ear infection this week. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. It's, I just did not want to. Well, yeah. you know, in, in, I'm not I'm not against antibiotics in right. order to prevent, you know, to to kill off the infection. But yep, me either. Period for like three months. Yeah. And, you know, the thing was that after about a week of time, I really started to feel the impacts of that. Yeah. Not only some physical changes, but the big thing was the mental changes that they weren't mm-hmm. even really preparing me for because yeah. I suddenly could not think things through you know Hmm. my personality really started to become more reactive things that's got to be scary feeling like you're losing yourself yeah I mean I go back to the office and my front desk is trying to tell me about the new system and I'm just kind of sitting there and I can't absorb any of it yeah I felt helpless and at one point I found myself experiencing suicidal ideations Hmm. And I remember being in the hallway of my house and thinking that if I were to go back to my room, that I would do something that I would regret. Hmm. And I specifically remember bumping up against the wall of that hallway and feeling stuck there and Hmm. not being able to move. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Hmm. And I think in that moment, it brought me back to that image of footprints. If you, if you look up the, the story of footprint. Yeah. Yep. Christ would lead us through our journeys. And, and at the hardest times, we don't see his footprints anymore in the sand because he's holding us on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And knowing this afterwards, it was that God was holding me in place wow. and was refusing for me to move until I got myself together. Mm. My wife ended up kind of pulling me off the wall and bringing me back and in, into the room, and she's like, "This is not you. It's it's the drugs, mm. you know." Yeah. And and she she got me off of them, and and, and uh, we let God do the healing, and my senses mm. started to come back. That is I crazy. Yeah, I even remember after starting to recover back this one evening, just just breaking down and weeping because I was just thinking how much God loved me in that moment, mm. and uh, yeah, and and. And at the same time, how much of a coward I was in my weakness of even thinking the idea of leaving my my family and kids behind. But then I could hear him saying that you are loved, and yeah, you know I'm I'm here with, you. and yeah. that's when I recognize the footprints in the sand that mm-hmm. he is here during our most challenging times. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being vulnerable because I think more people find themselves in places like that than maybe would be willing to share or admit. So I think that's going to be really powerful to people. And and I'm sure it was incredibly humbling, but man, in his, in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Right. And that's, that's what you saw there. Like 
praise God that he showed up in such a way in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in that, take us through where are you now? Where are you now with your health? Where are you now with God? What, what does that look like? I mean, my goodness, when you talk about this being a test, like realizing, and that was at the very beginning, but talk about tests and tribulations. And that's a lot to go through in your first couple of years as a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that we all have experiences in our life when we become believers that help us to draw closer to God. But Mm -hmm. the experience is only the starting point. It's like a point of remembering. It's a point of anchoring. Mm -hmm. That anchor is actually strengthened through your daily devotions to him. Yep. I found that there were times even after the accident that I would try to connect to God, but I couldn't really feel it authentically, mm-hmm. you know, and I started a, just a routine since what I have it, December 2nd of 2022 mm-hmm. to just keep a journal, a daily yeah. journal. And it's not even like a, a lot, you know, you probably heard the idea that if you do something for 15 minutes and you do it for like three years or something like that, you could be an expert in that field by that. Really? Do it diligently. Okay. I mean, I don't, I think you'd probably have to look it up, but I just know the idea of like little bits and pieces of time and mm-hmm. dedication to something. For sure. Really excel your learning. So mm-hmm. every morning since that day, I've done at least 15 minutes of, of scripture mm-hmm. and 15 minutes of journaling. Because I I didn't want to like memorize a bunch of verses the way that I know that some Christians can do. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a powerful thing. But where I was, I I wanted to open it up and know what it, what it means to me. Yeah. Relational. Yeah. Relational. It's all about relations and that transformation. So, Yeah. yeah. So I do that and then always finding a way to connect to God. Even, you know, how they talk about, uh, you don't want to talk about politics or religion Mm -hmm. those types of things in typical conversation. I love it when I meet a believer who is a patient of mine and that Mm -hmm. they're willing to confess that because it not only strengthens what I can learn from them, but Mm -hmm. what we can do together through Christ and their healing process. So I I ask God to send me more believers, Mm -hmm. you know, because I just love being able to have that relationship. I know I'm not your patient, but maybe this is also kind of an example of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just love the body of Christ. And that's encouraging as someone who is usually the patient to be open about my faith. And if they don't share it, that's okay. But do you see yourself as being the healing hands of Jesus and what you do and get to do and partner with him in helping heal people? Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you talk about muscle testing because that's one of the main techniques that we end up doing as well, too. Mm -hmm. You know? It's called applied kinesiology and there are different aspects of that, that we've learned over time on how to read the body, you know, different, different patterns. But then sometimes there can be an inconsistency with the testing. And I think it, to a certain degree, it's, it's depends on the hands or the person that's actually doing the testing. Mm -hmm. And so when I feel connected with a person, and connecting with their history, with their body, and even with Christ in myself and within them, I feel like we're just uncovering truth. Mm-hmm. We're uncovering things that are just so much deeper and pervasive to their their overall problem. Yeah, absolutely. We're just talking about, I mean, 
I try not to share too much about my personal beliefs as far as medicine goes, because I have strong beliefs having a very long health history, but we really want to focus on the spiritual side here um, and our ministry and on the podcast. But I will say we, I'm a big believer in holistic health and I have had, you know, I think people know if they read my book, the doctor who ended up, I credit with saving my life was a chiropractor doing applied kinesiology. So I just think that our bodies are so complex. And so that makes so much sense to me. It's like, you can ask the person's body, but like what I try to explain to people is I'm like, well, even chiropractors who do this aren't perfect because they have to ask the right questions. Yes. Right. Yes. Totally. I'm like, from your side, does that make sense? That's how I oh, kind of explain it in my it, mind. No, it totally makes sense. You know, I mean, you could take any diagnostic tool, right? Whether it's an mm -hmm. x-ray, a lab test, or muscle testing. And depending on the doctor that's actually looking at the at those examinations, will you actually come to a certain interpretation? And yeah. even my wife is a chiropractor too. She helped me through this healing process as well. But we always bounce ideas off in terms of patience. And mm -hmm. it's funny that even though we have the same background, that she'll still address things or look at things in a different way from me. Yeah. And I think it depends on the person that's actually doing the testing. But what's more important is their connection with that patient yeah. and their healing process. That's so cool. I love that. I'm just thinking about, I think I finally uh, found a doctor here locally who's really helping me with some horrible gut issues I've had for a long time. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is really exciting. And I hope that uh, people, I don't know if anyone listening is going to be in Bellingham, but I'm like, man, go to Dr. Tran because this is just <laughs> incredible. So I just want to thank you and your wife for what you do, because I was telling my husband this week, I don't know that I had ever said it out loud, but I'm like, I feel called to this ministry right now. But I'm like, man, if I could just have unlimited times and lifetimes, I think I might like go back to school and become a functional doctor. <laughs> so not right now, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you do. So thank you for yeah. doing that. Yeah. And it's so fascinating when I, when I dive into the Bible and just witnessing all these different people, well, the apostles as well, the disciples and, and even Jesus being the prime example, how they were able to bring about healing for others. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, through their devotion to Christ. And yep. gosh, I wish I could be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Well, it's such a sign of the kingdom, but it was interesting. I think it's the gospel, John, when he describes miracles, he never says miracle. The word he uses is signs. So he always says this is a sign. Well, what does a sign do? A sign points you to something else. So I love that he says miracles are signs because it points us to Jesus, just like I think what you do. And the form of healing that you provide can be a sign that can point people to God and to their ultimate healer. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dr. Tran, what have we not covered that you would like to? Let's see. I, I think one thing that I wanted to at least acknowledge was how God provided me other people. I had a whole community of, of people that were in support of me when I was off in La La Land and trying to recover. It's like some of these people that really supported me were part of my community, you know, in my community, they were providing meals, they were providing uh, their time. And uh, some of them even gave generously to me to weather the storm. I had people even paying for some of my medical bills. 
Wow. You know? uh, and, and from that, I, I was really thankful to them, but also thankful for, for, for God having made that possible in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's probably one thing that I would want to acknowledge. And yeah. um, I guess it's always a growing process. Like I said, I, I, I journal quite a bit. And when you keep your intentions strong, that God provides it to you in one way or another. I actually had a journal entry this morning that I thought maybe was worth sharing. And I don't know, maybe it might be useful here. Yeah. Yeah, please share it. So one of my entries said, Dear God, I'm amazed that even in these moments, you continue to enlighten my path. This morning, I woke up excited to do my interview with Tara and also fearful that I might not be enough to share myself meaningfully to to people. And a part of me wanted to go and ask others to pray for me so so that I would have the right words to say and inspire others to you. I decided to open your word and you led me to Matthew in his writings of the sermon that Jesus gave on uh, the mountain. You provided me with exactly what I needed. And this is from Matthew. Jesus says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they, uh, for they love to pray standing in uh, synagogues and on street corners to be seen by others. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they will be heard because, uh, because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This is then how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Through this, I am realizing how personal my relationship is with you. It is most intimate, and during times like this, it is best to rely on you and you alone to guide me through. Knowing this, I am grateful. You're making me tear up a little bit. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Love that. I think that's a great place to end it in general. I love the power of prayer and I I love the vulnerability that you shared. Would you be willing to share with people? I think that through your transparency, people will absolutely be brought to Christ through this interview. Are you willing to share with them if they're like, man, you know, I relate to Richard. How can I pray for him? How can we be praying for you right now? (laughs) Well, Pray that God always keeps me in his heart and that he sends me people that are in need of of what I can provide through him. Mm -hmm. And that if they are believers or if they're needing to believe, that somehow the conversation opens up to allow that to occur. And that if this brings them closer to God, I, I have nothing but gratitude and privilege and a feeling of privilege to be a part of that. Well, I don't think I have ever done this on an interview, but actually, can I pray for you? Yes. I would love to invite people, anyone listening, to just pray with me. 
as brothers and sisters in Christ to you. So we're just going to do that. God, thank you so much for Dr. Tran and thank you for how you have worked in his life, his entire life, drawing him to you. But particularly these past few years, God, thank you for protecting him. Thank you for guarding him. Thank you for giving him strength in his profound times of weakness, God. Thank you for surrounding him with community and with people who have shown your love to him. And we just ask you as you uh, as you go forward with Richard, as he continues to walk and surrender to you, would you give him divine appointments with people, whether those are his patients or not? Would you inspire him with courage and tenacity as a father and a husband, would you just continue to hold him in your hands and keep him faithful to you until the day that you take him home? God, thank you for Richard and and the testimony that you've written in his life that you're continuing to write. Would you combine it with the blood of the lamb to overcome the enemy in Jesus name? Amen. What a story, right? Thank you so much to Dr. Tran for coming on the podcast. And hey, if you guys are in the Bellingham area, please check out his and his wife's practice. They've dedicated their lives to helping people find a proactive and holistic approach to their health. So I think it would be amazing to work with a doctor who's surrendered to God and allowing himself to be a conduit of God's healing in our lives. And if you don't live in Bellingham, just take a second to pray for Dr. Train and his family and his continued walk with Christ. And then pray and ask God what he would like you to see and take from this episode. And we will see you here again next week.